0: Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. We're covering a really important topic on the show today, as Chris Gonzalez is here to talk to us about the current children's media and the dangers those pose for our kiddos. After 19 years in law enforcement, including 14 years as a special agent in the FBI, Chris Gonzalez realized that the greatest war we are in is for the hearts and minds of our youth. As a Christian, husband, father, pastor, and apologist, Chris realized youth are being ministered to hours and hours a day through the very screens and devices schools and parents provide them. And he set out to provide a safe space for our children and their parents. Thus, Good Tube Kids was the result. I am so excited for you to hear from Chris today and to clean from all of his experience. You know, all of our children are exposed to media day in and day out. So as a parent, you cannot afford to miss this conversation. Stay tuned. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here.
0: Well, I am too. I'm I'm excited to hear from your experience. I'm I'm a little nervous about what is going to be uncovered. You know, it's so it's so tempting for us as parents as we're talking about media that our children are exposed to to just really kind of want to stick our heads in the sand, but that's a really dangerous approach. I know. So, I'm eager to hear what you have to say.
1: You know, you should be nervous. Unfortunately, this is a tough talk I, I give a presentation called how to protect your children physically emotionally and spiritually in digital age and when i start the presentation i tell parents this isn't going to be fun this isn't going to be one of those motivational talks where you feel like oh man everything's great we're going to do well but if i didn't tell you about the bears if i you know especially coming from alaska right we tell our kids about the bears if i didn't tell you about the bears you wouldn't leave protected so i have to equip you right and so that's what we're out to do is to provide a safe place for kids and be a resource for parents
0: well i it's it's so needed and i think that becomes more clear with each passing day each you know there've been so many times when you just think i can't believe we've gotten here it can't go any farther and you know within the next week they've pushed there's a push farther so, before we dive into all of that, I want everyone to get a chance to get to know you a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and how God led you to the mission that you're on now to help families in this way?
1: Amen to God leading me here. I never thought I'd end up here <laughs> with uh, this company, but a little bit about my background. As you said, when you kind of give an introduction, I am a Christian, a husband, a father, a pastor, an apologist, but my career has always been in law enforcement. I spent 19 years in law enforcement right out of college, graduated from Texas A&M and met my wife there. and We got married and I became a police officer in Texas, and then I was a special agent with the Department of Defense working uh, white-collar crimes, and then I got on with the FBI, and that was really a lifelong dream was to get on with the FBI. And so I started working counterterrorism in San Antonio after I went to Quantico. Uh, I was a supervisor in the Directorate of Intelligence at headquarters in Washington, D.C. And then I moved to Anchorage, Alaska, where I worked white-collar crime. And I was on SWAT most of my time. And so I really, I've I've seen and got to do incredible things. There was a lot of days when I was an FBI agent. I said, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. But there were other days I said, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. Why am I, Yeah, you know, digging through the trash or uh, going through these files, but uh, all part of the work. But we have a nine-year-old, my wife and I have a nine-year-old boy, and he's really an inspiration in doing this because I'm not only doing the work we're doing here to protect my son, but your children as well.
0: Yeah. And I I can't imagine... What, uh, with all of the background that you have had and, and you know, God, we say all the time, we tell our kids all the time, God puts in your hand exactly what he wants to use. So the way that he has equipped you, the things that he's exposed you to is exactly what, you know, just as Moses had his staff, that was what he was to use, his shepherd staff. You are to use these experience and the exposure that you've had to all of this. How did God transition you from law enforcement to what you're doing now, which is through GoodTube Kids, really setting up a community, an area where kids and parents can have some security and safety digitally.
1: You know, it was about two years ago and my son was starting to look at planets. He was really interested in planets at the time. And so we wanted to let him research planets and planet sizes. And he was on YouTube and I was, we were sitting right there next to him and he got bit. That's what we say. I I say kids get bit by YouTube, which Uh I describe as gold and a minefield. There's a lot of good stuff on YouTube, but it's just not worth it because when they get bit, they get bit hard. In fact, kids are getting exposed to pornography at age eight now, generally, and it's often at school. I think because of the uh, access to YouTube and then the Internet, it's hard to prevent all those links. But he saw something on YouTube. Uh, he, he described it as families who hate their kids, and the kids had blood on their faces. I think it was some sort of dark satire clickbait. Uh, maybe somebody had made, wow. we couldn't find the video, but yeah, there he is crying in my wife's arms, and he's right in our house, and so right under our noses. And I said, well, that's my fault. You know, as a dad, I should have put him on YouTube Kids. Uh, it's safe. And when I went to YouTube Kids, one of the first videos it recommended was what it's like to be a non binary or a transgender boy. And I thought, well, no, that's not okay for, for, a, for a child as young as seven or eight, it recommended these videos. And that's when I started to really look into media, children's media. And I said, oh my goodness, this, we are, we are long past the days of Leave It to Beaver and Mr. Rogers. And if parents think that just because it says family friendly or kid friendly or it sounds okay, it's not, like you said in the beginning, when parents really see what's out there. In fact, we wrote a book about it called Poisoned Candy. It's an ebook that uh, we can give to your listeners for free, and it goes through and shows you what kids are seeing on these channels. And I remember saying, why can't there just be good? Why can't there just be good tube? And there was the start. God started to put a seed in my heart, and I never thought I'd leave law enforcement. I loved and I still miss uh SWAT. I still miss some of that, but I never thought I'd leave it. But I realized that we have a bigger mission. We have a bigger threat on our hands. And like you said about Moses, the digital realm space needs warriors. It needs strong male role models for both young boys and young girls. They need to see positive male role models because that's just being erased from the culture. And so we want to be that i i want to be that for those youth to help inspire them and then to also find other other content that's safe that we can bring on there that's all hand picked for them so that youth from 0 to 18 can go to a place and they can find educational entertaining content that we don't have to worry about as parents not only not worry about we we don't just want safe we want something that's good right right and so that was the start, and in January second, I resigned from the FBI, which is having its own issues at the time, and uh, right now, and launched Good Tube Kids, and here we are.
0: Wow, yeah. I um, before we go into, I guess, some of the positive elements, some of the ways that parents can proactively mm-hmm. protect our children, and some of the resources there. I want to first of all lay a little bit of a of a foundation on this because we have told our children throughout their lives. Our kids are older now. My, I've got 23 to almost 17. So we're skewing older, but all through their growing up time and and still today, they are high value targets for the enemy. They have been given a strong foundation for their faith. They are in a solid family. They have been given everything, every privilege to know the Lord. They are a high value target. Satan would love to remove them from the fight for sure. And we have seen this when one of my children was, I think, maybe 10 years old on a game, just an approved game site. There was a pop-up that got through our filter that was completely benign. He clicked on it and it took him somewhere that was not. It became very, very apparent to us at that point in time. Again, we're right there. It's not like we were negligent and we had a filter. We, you know, we had what we thought that we had the safeguards in place, mm-hmm. but such a high value target that there are there are potholes that they can fall into without any not doing anything wrong. These poor kids will often, I think, clam up because they feel like they've done something so wrong. And so how as parents, what do we need to be aware of? First of all, I'd love for you to kind of show us a little bit of the dangers there. But also, how can we create an environment where our kids don't clam up? Because, you know, if they are bit, I think is the word that you use there, if if they get them, you know, how can we create an environment where their first thought is to run and cry to us, not to like bury it? Because that tends to make them more curious and want to go back and because that's the way Satan works. He he's gonna continually bring that to mind. Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break.
1: Absolutely. Well, one of the first things I tell parents is if children have access to devices, if they have access to the internet, then it can and always will be a chance that they get bit somehow. And what I tell parents, and you have to listen to me, the child predators are hunting your children through social media apps. If there are children on a social media platform app where they can communicate with them, they're going to seek to be on there. And a lot of people say, well, it can't happen to my child. They're not, you know, in the environment where it would happen. If they're on the phone, the FBI and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children estimates that there are at any one time 500,000 pedophiles online at any one time. They are motivated. They're aggressive. They are uh, often very intelligent and they are seeking out your children. So I tell parents to get their children off of social media. They don't need social media. It's a hard conversation to have. GoodTube Kids is really focused on the 8 to 18 age range because they're still kids. In fact, that 8 to 18 age range needs our protection more so even than the littler ones because the littler ones often don't have open access. We haven't given them a phone. Right. Now, I understand there's needs for phones. I completely, We know, we work with groups like gab or bark or things like that, where they can get a phone that has restrictions. But an open phone, this open phone right here can be a tool and it can be a tool for good or for evil. And so you have to, the first thing parents have to do is accept that the threat is out there. Now that we accepted the threat is out there, how do we mitigate the threat? We have, we start having a conversation with our children. Now we can put all the software blocks in place and the hardware blocks. Let's say software would be things you download that are filters Hardware is buying the proper, like actual equipment that is limited or that limits their access, or putting the laptop in the or computer in the family room, not letting them have their phone in their bedroom at night. Those phones cannot be in the bedroom at night. Uh, We all remember when we were kids, I'm sure you and I remember, you know, you had the phone in the wall, and if you were on the phone, your parents could pick up the phone and they could hear if you were on the phone. We would never supposed to be on the phone at midnight, but yet our kids are taking their phones in their bedrooms and they're talking to people through these apps that parents don't even realize exist. There's an app that is meant to look like a calculator so that it looks innocuous, but child predators will tell the children to download that app and then hide the photos that the predators tell them to take in that app so they're not in the photo library. So you need to realize that the threat is real. And in fact, I gave, I think the last teach them diligently conference, I got, I got an opportunity at the last moment to give this talk. And I'm, I'm going to ask to give it again at the next one because when parents hear it, they just walk out aghast. Uh, and so one, realize the threat is real. We are not 1984. We are not in the era of Mr. Rogers that we have let these predators into our children's bedrooms and hands. And they're sitting in the back seat with our kids. If they're on an open, unrestricted phone. Yeah. So then two, you need to have conversations with your child where you discuss the threat at an appropriate level for their age and then also tell them if something happens, let me know. And when they tell you, oftentimes when parents are scared, they react in anger. You have to mitigate your own response so that you can move through the process of talking to them. If you react in anger, they're just not going to talk to you anymore. Right. Now, there may be reason for consequences. But you can have that as a rationalized talk. You can say, listen, you violated the contract. You went to a site you weren't supposed to. We're going to remove that, your access to it. But one thing I tell parents is we should have tablets and phones and computers, not as presents, but as tools. Because when you give a present, then take it away or restrict it. It it makes it hard to understand how am I supposed to interact with that. But when I say, here is this tool that you can use and here are the parameters, then it it sets the boundaries for how do we work with it. But if, if you acknowledge the threat, address the threat, and then keep an open line of communication, because let's say you do all the things you can, you get the right phone, the right software, the right restrictions, your child's only as safe as their friend's phone. And so if they have a, a friend's phone or another phone or access to another device at school, you still need to have those conversations because they could get a bit there. They could seek it out. You know, I've, I've talked to parents. One parent told me that their child, the school told them that their child had been accessing pornography for months and that the school had also just realized the flaw in their system. So we really need to be at, at the first thing is let parents know there is a threat. Then let's figure there's a myriad of ways to address it. But let's figure out uh, oh, the way that works best for our family for now.
0: Yeah, that's so good, and I love the the realigning the way that you talk about these devices as tools rather than presents because they they do make great gifts, and you know it's it's a very yeah. exciting thing to get a phone or a computer or a tablet or whatever.
1: Sure, but
0: what you said made so much sense and would would make it so much easier to navigate some of those conversations later when you probably will have to pull back. You will you know, you're dealing with children who don't really have a lot of self-control. One of the things that we found as the kids were younger, it doesn't have to be bad content. It can just be time wasted. Like they are spending so much time that we would pull it back. Right. So, you know, when it's a tool, you are, you're much better able, you're you're, it's much easier to manage that with that kind of a, a verbiage. And I really appreciate the way that you've positioned that for us. You know, as we as you were talking, I was thinking about all of the news and the things that have come out, Netflix content, Disney Plus content, YouTube content, all of these providers that you would think that you could trust, you know, you would think. You would think. Every day the news is telling us more and more that we can't. Right. So in your experience, what, because I'm sure you've studied a lot of these platforms. hmm Is it very evident that there is an agenda there, that there is an indoctrination, you know, a a messaging very specifically going on through those platforms?
1: Oh, that's an understatement. You know, one of the things that we talk about is worldview. And that's the the difference here is that Netflix, Nickelodeon, Disney, YouTube kids, it's not that the content that we find uh, as Christians objectionable Slipped through the cracks, right? If something was on GoodTube Kids and I, it was mistakenly uploaded. There was something that I didn't know about. I would say, "Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Thank you for flagging that. We'll have it removed." Right? They don't. They they are pushing this content. Like I mentioned with my son, once I realized what was on YouTube Kids, when I tell parents this is why I think you should go to GoodTube Kids, I show them a video from YouTube Kids, which is available for I th- I think seven and up. It's one of hundreds and hundreds of videos on a channel called Queer Kids. And it is a male in drag who is singing a song, It's Okay to Be Gay, with the words drag spelled out in front of him in little letter blocks. And it's meant for the youngest of children. In Blue's Clues, a cartoon that was popular on Nickelodeon, they have an animated Pride Parade. It came out a few years ago. And now this is for children as young as four and six. In that show there is an animated drag queen who's a played who's also a real person that does drag in, in other Disney fit Disney also did some work with this person. There are I think 12 different types of families. There's two daddies, two mommies, three non-binary parents. One of the otters has what looks to be top surgery scars from having their chest uh the female chest removed. There is in the microphone that the uh, drag queen, animated drag queen's holding, there's a a fist that's often associated with uh, some of Marxist movements. So this this messaging, but it sounds so innocent. It sounds like the ants go marching one by one. That's the tune it's sung to. The families go marching two by two. They love each other. And if you're not paying attention, it sounds so innocent. But once you see it and now it's and it's happening on each and every platform. My son was trying to watch Dennis the Menace, the old gray, uh, black and white show.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And we're getting ready to go camping and he's watching it on a a channel called Freebie. And uh, I mean, what's better than Dennis the Menace? And then an ad pops up in the middle, which which is why it's free. That is for drag him or something like that. And it's a whole commercial about drag. I just said, close your eyes close your eyes, close your ears, and it happens so fast. And so I I tell parents, you know, GoodTube Kids is a subscription-based platform because it, if you're not paying for something financially with money, then you are the commodity, right? They're using exactly. you to sell those ads. And that adds what, you know, happens so fast. And so this agenda is just getting forced down our children's throats. And unfortunately, we... My generation, we think TV is like yesteryear when Mr. Rogers came on TV, a big inspiration of mine, and it's not, it's not at all. The things that they push on our children are disturbing. And let me tell one one more example. One of the videos on yes. YouTube Kids is a uh, young female. I think she's in her, maybe in her late teens, 20s. She identifies as a uh, lesbian female and she plays these roles of having discussions with kids where she's being the kid, but she says, hey, kids, if you want to have transgender assistance and you don't want your parents to find out, she says, go to Planned Parenthood. They won't tell your parents. That's on YouTube, kids. So uh, parents just don't realize how bad it is out there. It's bad enough that I gave up my retirement. I gave up my career to get into this fight to do something about it. That is that's and not only that, YouTube, if you remember earlier, I talked about it being a minefield. When I give a presentation, you remember during COVID when we sent all our kids to YouTube to watch the, the ministry, the kids min, minute, you know? Yeah. The next ad that was coming up, there is, if you go to YouTube and you search there, there is, it's hard to describe without being obscene. There is open pornography on YouTube. One click away. Your children are one click from disaster if they haven't already found it, and it's not that they're doing anything wrong. It'll just recommend it. I, I gosh, I I almost don't want to say it here, but there there's just open pornography on YouTube that is available to anyone, any child, two years old, three years old. It will pop up on their feed, and it can happen in an instant. So we say our our kids are one click from disaster out there, and so we tried to create this whole new platform. So the to say that there's an agenda would be an understatement.
0: Yeah, that is staggering. And I I didn't realize about a lot of that stuff. And the stuff, yeah, I, again, I don't mm-hmm. have young children. So even there was no YouTube kids when my kids right. were younger. So the way that they are packaging this now so overtly for our children is sickening. It just it's infuriating and sickening. And it just it makes me just want to cry. Uh, but also go to battle, like you noted, they, we have got to right. start standing up. So I want you to spend the next several minutes. I want you to tell us about GoodTube and, you know, what it offers, how parents can engage with it. I, I know it's a, a subscription model. And like you noted, that is so important because if you are able to pay for a space where your child can watch and enjoy some content mm-hmm. that is good for them, that is entertaining, but quality, you're actually free to not sit there in helicopter with them you're able That's to right. actually do the dishes while they're watching something or whatever when really and truly you can't afford to do that if no. you're not in a space that is purposely kept free of all of that so please tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah good tube kids you know we're so excited about what we're bringing now so we launched in January and now we have our apps for apple and android so that parents can go to good tube kids and good tube being one word and then kids, and they can search it in those app stores. And we're $10 a month for a subscription. And we're really just getting started with all the great content we're adding on there. So we get content really two ways. One from trusted content providers that maybe already have their own channels on YouTube or, or somewhere else. And what we tell them a lot of times is, listen, I want you to still have a lot of your great content out there for parents who haven't found you yet, but for the parents who want a safe place for their kids. And it's funny when I say kids, you know, I'm talking about youth 8 to 18 years old as being a big right. target audience because they don't have a lot of options. You know, some of the other subscription platforms like Yippee and Minnow, they're great. But my son needs more than Veggie Tales. He wants to go out. And-
0: right. It's so little. Things-
1: yeah. Yeah. It's so young. And so he's starting to see dad when I go out. And I go train with a pistol or rifle or we go out on a bear hunt or we're going to go make a pumpkin launcher or ride four wheelers. Right. They want that next level adventure or they want advanced training in apologetics. They want advanced training in theology or they want to watch. You know, kids have said, I want to watch these funny videos, but there's always curse words or there's always right. an ad. Right. So we said, let's start putting it all in one place in here. And so now we have about 10,000 minutes 150 hours worth of content already on there and we're adding another ten thousand. Uh, in fact i just was working on a contract with somebody this morning and we we're working with brave books we have some brave books content on there we have Wild uh, trail life trail life usa they're letting us host their content on there the wild brothers we just agreed to work with them and we have some of their content on there a uh, reasonable faith if your youth wants to learn about Christian apologetics cross-examined with Frank Turek, another Christian apologetics group. One-minute apologist. So all these great things where they can look and research. And we're filmed. We just filmed a fishing trip in Homer, uh, where we went and caught a bunch of halibut and cod, and we filmed us out there in the deep in Alaska in the bay fishing. And now we're gonna take that and we're gonna show them how to cook the halibut. How do we? How do we process? How does it go from the sea to our table? and then we're looking to do wow some hunting and fishing and camping and all the things i would want to teach my own son and a daughter if we had one right how do i tie a tie how do i clean the toilet how do i get a job how do i change a tire without having to send them to youtube where they're going to encounter terrible right. terrible things they're going to encounter it so you know we tell parents you you said this earlier i have a bookshelf on the back there and y- you know if if I had a bookshelf for my my son where he could go and read books for free, but I knew that there was a chance, he there's a high chance he's going to find pornography in those books. Or could I, would I pay $10 a month and never have to worry about what he saw? Right. That $10, you know, helps enable us to do the work. We are fighting big spaces. We have given our money to Disney. We have given our time and attention to YouTube. We have given our money to Nickelodeon and Netflix and for years. And they've really just betrayed us as families. And I know a lot of parents feel like they don't have a place to turn to. We did as well. And so we said, yeah, I think, I think." I said, what am I supposed to do? Create GoodTube? And the Lord said, yes. And so he is opening doors every day, little by little. And we're, we are proud of what we've built so far, looking forward to the future. And we're asking people, like you said, you know, to go to GoodTubeKids.com. You find our website, We offer two things, a safe place for kids, which is the app, GoodTube Kids, and then a resource for parents. And we put out an email each week for free with resources about what's going on in the news, what's going on in the culture, where can you find trusted resources and assets? Because parents just, there's so much, they're so busy. We want to be an easy button for them to just say, "Here, here, here's a phone, here's a tablet. I know you're safe. I know it's edifying. That's a big thing. We want edifying content. And then one last thing I'll say is, you know, if, if there are people out there that are uh, grandparents or that maybe don't have young kids in the house and they want to support our mission, they can go to Good2Kids.com and they can uh, become a, a monthly supporter. And it, it all helps the mission of helping the youth.
0: Oh, that's that's so good. And I love how you you made a point to say it doesn't just have to not be bad. There is such a need for Positioning things in a very good way, in an edifying yep. way, in an exalted way, and I think so often we become very complacent, and we're making sure that we're lopping off the the bad, but we're still kind of letting them play in the mud a little bit. Whereas right. there's so much more of an opportunity for us to to give them it wet their appetite for things that are better. That's right. And so I appreciate you making that available through GoodTube. So you've you've told us a little bit what all is available on your website and and where can they find that free ebook that you mentioned earlier?
1: Yes. So uh, goodtubekids.com, I think the link will be attached in this interview. But goodtubekids.com is where they can go and they can go from there everywhere. There's a resource page we're building for parents that's in the works and we're starting to add businesses and groups like Teach Them Diligently. We'll add them in there to say, Hey, are you looking for homeschooling resources? Go to teach them diligently. If they go there and they can sign up for our newsletter, it's free. Or if they become a subscriber, they can, to, to good tube kids, they can also receive our, our newsletter that way. And then you can find our social media pages, good tube kids on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We're not on TikTok. We uh, tell parents to get off of TikTok and get their kids off of TikTok. Yeah. It's a deep hole that just ends in disaster. But if they go to goodtubekids.com, they can find everything there. But if they're ready to subscribe today for their youth and they want them to be able to find content, they can go on the App Store or Android and look up Good Tube Kids and they'll find us there as well. And then the other thing that we have that I'm really excited about is 10% of each subscription goes to... A nonprofit we started called Good Tube Gives. And Good Tube Gives is going to enhance and enrich the lives of children through a few ways, through uh, ministry, through scholarship, and through charity. And then I think something near and dear to my heart, I think through protection. We want to work with groups that help protect youth, rescue youth. We want to work with groups to bring youth. Of course, the message, the, the gospel, and train them in how to defend the gospel and to know their faith better. And then just to give them the things they need, backpacks or water. There's lots of great groups doing that. We want to work with those groups and highlight them. So, you know, there's this just effort to protect the flock. I was in Israel and I got an opportunity to pray just was just a few months ago in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so we were in there and I said, God, what do you, what do you want to do with, what do you want me to do with this and shepherd my flock? was you know the 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 message so here we go ready to battle the lions and give them a safe place
0: yeah I mean, i'm so glad that you are i this is a fantastic resource and to everyone listening in i hope that you will go check it out definitely download that ebook i think you're going to be shocked at what you see just in the few pages of that resource and if that doesn't spur you to action I really don't know what will, because it's very informative. It's it's hard to see and swallow. So we'll link all of that so that we make it very, very easy for you to find them. But Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for for enlightening us on all of this that's going on. And thank you for following God's leading to to help shepherd the flock, to, to give us a resource that will protect our children in this way.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing you again at Pigeon Forge and Branson next year.
0: Good. Excellent. Yes, we can't wait. We heard great things about your session, and we are thank looking you. forward to working together a lot more in the days ahead. So glad you're going to be be able to come out of Alaska and join us again.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. To everyone else, thank you for spending the time with us today. You know, we say every single week, we remind you that the Great Commission starts at home. Your home is ground zero, for teaching your children the gospel, for protecting them from things that are coming after them, for teaching them to think biblically and critically and giving them a foundation for a faith that will stand. And so it's so important that we invest and think through what we are allowing them to see from a very early age. The time for us to be complacent is past. It's long past. We have got to be so careful, so mindful, so diligent that within the little flock of our family, that we are shepherding them, that we are keeping them safe, that we are giving them things to chew on, things to digest that are holy and good and edifying. And so I encourage you, go check out Good Tube Kids. I think that this will be a resource that can be game-changing for your family. So be sure that you check out the links that we've listed in the show notes. Come here, Chris, at Teach Them Diligently. You're gonna be really glad that you did. If you are a member of Teach Them Diligently 365, you can hear a couple of recordings so you don't have to wait till next year. But engage, learn as much as you can about what is out there so that you are prepared to stand in the gap for your children. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, You'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more.